All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Joe Danier podcast. I am Joe Danier. I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Uh, I was looking to go into it because I was feeling a little bit in a funk last week, and I know it came through in in some of my uh, produced work, and uh, I just needed some inspiration. I needed to be able to hit the, 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 the weekend and sort through some of the stuff that was roaming around in my head. And I think a lot of times, because I'm such a logical dude, that I reduce everything down to its logical components, and it's the least inspiring thing that you can imagine, because it's spreadsheets and checkboxes and task lists, right? I get a lot of shit done, but at the end of the day, I need to have some of my creative elements be able to come to the forefront, grab the podium, and start doing its thing. And when you get in a funk, it's harder to get in front of a microphone and do anything uh, that is entertaining or at least you know valuable in any way. And so that's where I was going into the weekend. I was feeling really sad and down and I couldn't measure any of the things that I had reasons to be sad about. I was hitting all my marks and getting back into my groove and it just felt so incomplete. So this weekend um, started, you know, getting into sort of like philosophical thought. All of you who go in and, and start to like produce inspiration, like when you get locked, when you have, you know, writer's block, when, when you just sit down and and you can't think of anything that's worth saying, or if that critic in your brain steps up and starts convincing you, whatever you're thinking about isn't good enough to be set on broadcast. Like it's tough for me to tell you don't listen to that deal when maybe that deal is right. Maybe that voice is telling you, uh, yeah, you need to go back and sit on the sofa, light a fire, drink some wine, do whatever it is to get the creative juices flowing and come back to the podium when you have something to say, because especially us content creators, think about it this way is we're basically doing a Ted talk every day of our lives. We're, we're separating ourselves from 10, 20 minutes talking about a topic, free versing it and doing our best to put something in front of our listeners that is valuable. I'm trying to improve the lives and help the lives of the people. Sometimes it's through information. Sometimes people just need a freaking break from what they've been listening to and listening to you has an effect where either they are made better. So uh, I don't try to, uh, you know, people ask me a lot of times, like what, what content do I, do I create? I take sort of like divine inspiration, a seed that gets planted in my head and I go talk about that. I have no idea how people connect through through. Every once in a while, you'll read on social media some commentary about what somebody heard, and you'll pick through it and think, I could have never in a million years devised that show or that piece of content to connect with that person, but I'm so glad I did. And you kind of got to just let those divine inspirations happen. And sometimes, and most of the time you just never know the seed that you planted with one of your listeners. And you got to be okay with that. And think about a Ted talk where instead of having a coach that you could uh, bounce ideas off before you go on stage for real, or if you have an audience that you can gauge their reactions by what you're saying and you can get immediate feedback behind a microphone and in, in, in front of tons of, of, of podcast listeners and, and, and people people who listen to your content, you will, you really never know. It's a unidirectional megaphone broadcast out to the world. And without knowing whether or not you're doing, sometimes you get a little sad and and because you're not getting any kind of positive feedback, you just kind of, it's a self you versus you game. And uh, sometimes it's, you know, you got to go internal in order to get the motivations or at least the creative inspiration to keep doing this. And that's so that's that's what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, And I want to go back and, and repeat it every day. Content creators put the effort in to do a TED talk every day of their lives, like when you think about it in that deal, like, yeah, I do a lot of radio fill in work. 
And so I get to go in for a couple days and fill in for a host that does it Monday through Friday every day. So for me, it's easy. I get to pick through a couple topics that I like. And, you know, the sampling is 100% of all things that happened since I've done the spot the time before. Well, think about the host that has to do it Monday through Friday. They don't have the luxury of allowing a pause to happen and let a, let a lot of current events happen and, and social events happen and cultural events happen and then cherry pick the ones that are super easy to talk about. What, what does a host talk about if they have four-hour uh, staged and a platform to say what they have to say? And what if shit has happened since the previous day? And they still do it day in and day out because of their method, because of their process. And they don't really need, uh, you know, that feedback. Think it's, it's, it's a grind. And, and, you know, so I have a lot of respect for people who do regular broadcast segments. And, and it's not that I have less respect for someone who does it every once in a while. When you're doing a TED Talk, you have eight months to rehearse. When you're doing a, uh, you know, a, a stage performance, you have maybe years to prepare your content. When you do something on the daily, you know, it's it's a different animal. It's just not the same. But I have a, so much more appreciation for an interesting host that I can listen to a thousand times and be equally as entertained into their system because you get to know it. Like when you listen to someone regularly, you get to know their format and you have comfort in knowing what to expect. New things get plugged in, new opinions get hatched and new ideas, but it's still an entertaining process to be able to listen to. And that's your best and most prolific broadcasters all had the ability to do it day after day after day and still suck in their audience to uh, to, to the content that they're, you know, that they're producing. Now, one one um, memory that I had when I was going through the process of of today's show was. This one time, uh, so I'm in my local market, I am a, a go-to for technical advice. So I do very public-facing shows about technology and internet and personal computing and mobile devices and all that stuff. So you have a, an age group, a demographic, who uses me as a library to be able to uh, listen and learn about how they should be using their devices and what to look out for as far as scams. So I'm, I'm just that guru help guy that goes in front of public and, and spouts off uh, information for the consumption of people who don't know that stuff. And so the local news channels, when something happens in the news, they pull, pull me in as the area expert to be able to give my opinion about what just happens. And sometimes I've got, you know, a lot of expertise and sometimes they're going to me as an encyclopedia and I have to go research it super quick so that I know enough about it to be able to talk intelligently. Well, this one time and this I'm not I don't even know what the topic was and that's not important for the premise of the story is I sat I, I got called into the studio. Right. And so I was sitting in front of a the videographer and also the the um, uh, the reporter, and I was sitting there, and we were just having general conversation because I see this person out often, and they're while I'm having this conversation with them, they're putting the, the little pal mic on my shirt, and they're you know I'm talking to the videographer about you know how I should where I should look and doing all the technical things, and then the reporter said okay, and they asked a question, right, and. So I, they, when they asked the question X, Y, Z, like I went into the, a, a great dialogue, a great, you know, monologue about my opinion about it and, 
and what the public should feel about it. And it would, I, I nailed it like home run. It was back and forth with the reporter. It was so natural sounding and it was just, it was perfect. And then the reporter stopped and I thought it was done. I was ready to take off the microphone and he was like, okay, that's the run through. Let's do it. And like, I turned white because I didn't know that the camera wasn't rolling and this wasn't the real interview. He was just talking to me and I have a very hard time the, the pressure of being able, because that wasn't, it, that was just me sitting there, have a conversation with a dude and not every conversation goes as well as the one that I just had. So the fear in my, my brain was that being that wasn't the real one, was I now going to be able to remember what just happened? Cause I was high-fiving myself in my brain that I just did a really good interview about the topic. And now it wasn't part of the you know, permanent one that was going to air on the news. Now in my brain, I knew that no matter what I said in the next one, it wouldn't be the same and it's not going to be as good. And so from the get go, I was screwed. Right. And so I guess, you know, the moral of the story is I, for now, from now on, I, I check to see if, um, if this is the real one before I go into my, my deal, I say, well, well, wait, wait, is, is it are we recording? Is this is it? And then we go on because I can always edit that whole thing out. But the thing is like, I have a flaw in my process. If everything is on demand, like everything is made up when the camera goes on, like what happens if I have to do a second take? What if I'm in the midst middle of my Ted talk and somebody says, hey, you know what? The computer locked up. Let's do that again. Like, what, is it going to be the same thing as the newscast where I'm going to have to go back and say, oh, shit, like that was the good one. Or maybe it was going terrible and I'm glad that I get a redo on it and I can go. But it made me think during this weekend when I'm organizing my thoughts, would I ever be able to tell you what I'm going to talk about first if I'm making it up on the fly? If I go on the radio and I'm making it up on the fly, if I'm talking to the news anchor and I'm making it up on the fly, then on the fly, if 99% good, I'll never try to make it anything other than being dynamic and being able to make it up on the fly. I've got to take a lot of my um, uh, you know, imaginative and, and my ability to be creative and I got to regiment it so that if something should like that happen, I can at least roll through some bullet points at the very least a skeleton that gives me the ability to restart and be close to what I was going to talk about. Like I have this podcast, this episode of the podcast is goal is going to be 15 minutes, right? At the top of the paper, it says 15 minutes and I have two bullet points, seven minutes on one. Seven and a half, seven and a half minutes on one, seven and a half minutes on the other. That was all I did today. So if if the lights went out and then the recording goes corrupt and I have to go over to the computer and, and hit record again, I'm going to say, okay, first one was seven and a half minutes. Yeah, I could totally talk about that first one for seven and a half minutes. So that was going into this weekend where my creativity was being stunted because I was going too many bullet points, too much scripting, too many whole words and paragraph and sentences. And I was getting stuck because my logic was taking over my creativity. Where on the other side, if I go too creative, then if the lights go out, then I'm starting from scratch and it'll never be as good as the other one. So we can't create sort of like that villain hero relationship in the things that we do. So my creativity can't be the dominating force and my logic can't be the dominating force. These two things have to figure out how to work together so that one doesn't undo the other. I can't have just complete uh, anarchy, even though I get an immense amount of entropy when there's total anarchy, when there are no rules, I get all of that energy from having that creative spirit. 
I couldn't devise it in a way that might be as entertaining or easy to listen to, and then vice versa. If it's too logical and it's too interpreted, I mean, listeners know that where you didn't, you know, make it. it let me give you one last example of this because I need to interrupt myself on this one because it just popped into my head. So I was um, doing a. Uh, and I don't know if it was an advertisement or yeah, you know what? It was a, it was promotional stuff for a radio station. So I got called into the radio station to record some promotional stuff. And this time, um, the, we, the host and I sat across from one another with microphones in front of us and we were just talking about what we were going to talk about. And at the very end of it, I knew we weren't recording in that, but I knew we were just, he and I were having a conversation and at the very end, I was like, man, we should have been recording what we just talked about. You could have edited that together. And that would have been the most natural sounding exchange between two people that would be imaginable. You couldn't script that. And then when we hit the record button, it took us about 30 takes before we got to it. Because when we're doing takes, we're worrying about stumbling. Like in this podcast already, I have paused and used wrong vocabulary and said, um, too many times. So if I really cared, if I was doing a 30 second commercial, I would have totally started over probably five times by now. But since this format allows me to mess up and nobody cares because you'll fill in the editings, you'll make my ums disappear and you'll make my too long of pauses disappear and using the wrong words, you'll, you'll make that disappear in your own mind because I corrected it on the fly. You don't care that it was perfect. But during that promotional segment, old school radio host cared that there was some things in there that didn't broadcast. Listeners don't care, host cares. So it took us 30 times. And then so while I was in that moment, I knew that was happening. Um, I, I And there goes that, um, but I was, I, I thought about, I went back to my voice recorder on my phone. And so when I'm recording a, a commercial, usually what I'm doing is I think about what I want to say during a commercial and I'll do a quick recording on it. And there might be 30 ideas for that commercial so when I go back to it, there's 30 recordings that I go back and listen to and say, oh, yeah, it triggers a thought. It triggers a thought. So I'm leaving myself creative bullet points about things that I want to talk about, because what's the likelihood that you're going to get it, get a dense dosage of cool things to talk about? And it's all going to occur to you when the mic clicks on. Very unlikely. So you can take those those creative dumps of the, as they happen over a 24 hour period and then assemble them, put them on bullet points, and then it will be that little trigger that brings you back to that idea instead of you having to search for it on the fly. That's, there's so much less pressure in doing things that way. Uh, so I, I just wanted, I, I wanted to share that. Like I said, this, this, this came to me as sort of like a strategy on content creators because I do work with a whole lot of people who do this kind of stuff for a living. Everyone from daily all the way to monthly and even, you know, some some yearly people and all of the process is going to be the same. But because I, I, I really had a, a hard time with, you know, get, getting those creative juices flowing and figuring out why I was so stuck. Uh, what I had to do is move the marker and say, you know, my logical thing has been in the driver's seat and that's what's screwing me up. So I got to move a little less logical, a little more creativity, let, let a little bit more up to chance, but it's not always going to be that deal. And I don't want to say my creative juices are the dick and that's why I'm always messing me up or the logical juices are a dick and, and that's what's messing me up. I got to know that I'm too skewed in one direction and I got to skew it back in the other direction. All right. Anyway, good show. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate all of you listeners and share this uh, audio with everybody who is so incomplete and uses too many ums and you know wastes their good surprise on the wrong person share this off to them because they'd appreciate it as well see you next time this is joe danier podcast